0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost Floors Church, and welcome to our last week of being happy, at least the last week of our sermon series. Hopefully, we'll go on being happy, right? Because that's what we're learning. And so here we are in the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, and we have this whole list of these things that Jesus are, is telling us that, man, you are happy if, you're happy if, and it, it's, it's a way that we live our lives. It's an attitude. Uh, because this kind of happiness is not due to our circumstances, it's simply due to who we are or, or the way that we are living. And, and today, Jesus is going to tell us about peace and persecution. And, and I want to tell you about a TED Talk that I listened to this week. It was fascinating. I've never heard a TED Talk by a guy that was 100 years old. But Eddie Chaku uh, was giving this TED Talk and it was it was absolutely phenomenal. He, he begins with the story of his early life, and he was in boarding school. His parents gave him a, a fake name and sent him to boarding school. And so the whole reason behind that is because they lived in Germany and they were Jewish. When he got out of boarding school, here he is with this fake name. He finds his way home, and when he gets home, he finds an empty house. He didn't know at the time that his parents had gone into hiding, hiding from the Nazis. And so here he is in his house with his dog. His dog, Lulu, was his own, only companion at this point. And he says he was alone and he was terrified. And that first night that he's alone in his house, doesn't know where his parents disappeared to, the Nazis show up. And he says that night they did things to him that absolutely made him want to die. It, it stole his dignity. It was brutal. It was horrible. And then they take this this beaten boy, drag him outside, and they make him watch as they first tear down the family home, a 200-year-old home, tear it down, and then right in front of him murder his dog, Lulu, who was trying to protect him. And, and then he goes off to concentration camps, and he gets moved from one to another where he finally ends up in Auschwitz. And in Auschwitz, he finds his his parents are there, but as soon as he is reunited with them, they are murdered. His whole family is murdered at Auschwitz. And he details all these events. He finally in 1945, seven years later, he was rescued by some American soldiers. He, he lays all this out, this these horrific events in his life. And then he un- pronounces right here in this TED talk, and yet I am the happiest man alive that's a pretty big statement right the happiest man alive and i do not hate anyone he has let go of all the bitterness and all the anger and he proclaims that he is the happiest man alive and 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 so this idea this state of happiness somehow this this man eddie has discovered it in spite of these horrible things that happened to him and really that's what jesus is trying to tell us in these beatitudes and i want to start today just reading to you verses 9 through 12 of matthew chapter 5. blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of god blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you and so today being happy because you're a peacemaker that, that makes sense of being happy because you're persecuted doesn't make quite as much sense but we're going to dive into this here first of all Blessed are those that are peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, we just a few weeks ago talked about peace. Just before Christmas, we talked about the word shalom and the the wholeness and the completeness of of peace. In in our world, peace is well, there's no war, Uh, there's no disturbance, there's a lack of noise. (laughs) We've got some sort of harmony going on, right? That's peace. Uh, That's peace. Now, What steals our peace? Uh, Unfortunately, all of us know what steals our peace because it happens every day, right? There's anxiety. There's anger from us or from others. There's just noise all around us. There's conflict. There's danger. Whatever it may be, those are the things that steal our peace. Uh, But I believe what Jesus is saying here is that nothing should be able to steal our peace if it's the right kind of peace. Uh, Paul says it like this in Colossians 3 15. He says let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Paul is pointing back to to Jesus who's saying this blessed are the peacemakers and Paul's saying if you want to be a peacemaker have the peace of Christ in your heart. If you want to be happy Have the peace of Christ rule your heart. A question for all of us in this is, does peace rule our heart? Maybe for moments, fleeting moments probably, but does peace win out? Does peace rule your heart? Interestingly, at the end of this, Paul adds, and be thankful. (laughs) No, really, are you thankful? Do you have this gratitude for life? the good parts of it and even the bad parts of it or the not so good parts of it It, because it seems like if you think about it being thankful for things in life is kind of the first step to having peace in life If you're not thankful well you're not gonna have peace right now there's no way I could ever compare to what Eddie Jacou went to and I hope I never can (laughs) Now, obviously, I've never gone through anything like Eddie Jaku did, and I hope that you and I, we never have to go through anything like that. But we've all had bad experiences. And and, and in the midst of our lives, we go through sometimes, or maybe they're financial problems. Uh, maybe we've lost our job. Maybe we're having trouble in our marriage, or we're going through a divorce, uh, struggling with our kids. Uh, all those things are are tough times. And in those, it's very difficult to have peace, to find peace in the midst of troubling times. But I believe what Paul is saying here is that, man, if we can find gratitude in the midst of it, if we can be thankful, even when all this is going on, we can learn to find peace. We can let peace, the peace of Christ, rule our hearts. Last week, we talked about mercy and I think mercy is such a big part of finding peace. Because if we can't show compassion and forgiveness for those in our lives, we will never have peace ourselves. You look at Eddie Jaku happiest man alive, and he let go. He he shows compassion. He shows mercy to those that, that did horrible things to him. And, and when we're in the midst of troubling times in our lives, if we can find gratitude and we can offer mercy I believe that we can find peace and we can become peacemakers I, I want to read you a Paul says leading up to Colossians 315 and here's what it says therefore as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience Bear with each other, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace, and be thankful." That whole thing to me just ties this together. compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and love, these things, well, they lead to the peace of Christ. You see, we are called to be peacemakers. And if we want to be a peacemaker, it begins right here in our own hearts. Is the peace of Christ ruling our heart? What do we need to do to be thankful, to show gratitude for the things in our lives and who do we need to show mercy to? So we go from "Happy are you that are peacemakers, for you will be called children of God, to happier you when you are persecuted. <laughs> so here's what Jesus says, Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you so blessed are you if you are persecuted because of your righteousness now just a reminder righteousness is not a self-proclaimed righteousness it's not I'm righteous it's a quality of being right in God's eyes <laughs> By God's standards and he brings up the Old Testament prophets and so the prophets of old how they were persecuted for telling the truth you see they were they were given the task of sharing with the people what God was saying and quite often they were ridiculed they were laughed at ignored uh, many of them were pro- thrown in prison some were threatened with death others were actually put to death And we know that Jesus obviously joins the ranks of these prophets. He not only is persecuted, but he is put to death. And now, each week that we've studied these Beatitudes, we could, in one way or another, attach that Beatitude to the way Jesus lived. Uh, But today, he literally is tying these Beatitudes to himself. And in so many ways, Jesus is saying, watch my life watch the way i live my life i i would love to know what went on in the evenings with jesus and his disciples the evening campfire all day preaching jesus is sharing truth and, and crowds are around and then finally everyone's gone it's just him and his disciples hanging out by the campfire could you imagine the things that were said there the things that were shared in. And I'm just guessing, I I don't know, but I just wonder if Jesus went deeper with these men and and explained these things at a deeper level. I'd think so. One of the things that amazes me about the disciples is the way they lived their lives after the death of Jesus. Because it would be very difficult if Jesus wasn't actually living this stuff out If Jesus wasn't exactly who he said he was, do you think the disciples would have lived the way they lived? And do you think they would have been devoted to Jesus right up to their their death? To me, that, when you think about, okay, these are the ways of Jesus. And we can attach each one of these beatitudes onto him. And here today, it's, man, we need to be a peacemaker. And, and, And you need to understand that you can be happy in the midst of persecution because, man, they're persecuting you because of me. And so I'm guessing these disciples, they remembered that. And and here's what Jesus says to his disciples and says to us in John 16. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world." All this stuff's gonna happen. You're gonna have tough times, but you can have peace in Jesus because he's overcome the world. The disciples to me are the example, a living example of what Jesus taught because they wouldn't have lived that way if Jesus wasn't who he said he was. I, I want to read to you from this little book. It's by Mark Batterson. It's called Going All In. I want to read to you. He has in here just a list of how the disciples died. And, and to me, this is, well, it's gruesome, but it's fascinating. I just, I just want to read to you. In AD 44, King Herod ordered that James the Greater be thrust through with a sword. He was the first of the apostles to be martyred. And so the bloodbath began. Luke was hung by the neck from an olive tree in Greece. Doubting Thomas was pierced with a pine spear, tortured with red-hot plates, and burned alive in India. In AD 54, the proconsul of Heropolis had Philip tortured and crucified because his wife converted to Christianity while listening to Philip preach. Philip continued to preach while on the cross. Matthew was stabbed in the back in Ethiopia. Bartholomew was flogged to death in Armenia. James was thrown off the southeast pinnacle of the temple in Jerusalem. After surviving the 100-foot fall, he was clubbed to death by a mob. Simon was crucified by a governor of Syria in AD 74. Thaddeus was beaten to death with sticks in Mesopotamia. Matthias was stoned to death and then beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. John, the only disciple to die of natural causes, but that's only because he survived his own execution. When a cauldron of boiling oil could not kill John, Emperor Diocletian exiled him to the island of Patmos where he lived until he died in AD 95. Mark Batterson goes on to say by comparison Many of our risks seem rather tame. Many of our sacrifices seem somewhat lame. (laughs) There's a lot of truth to that. Our persecution is not anything like they went through. They had been warned by Jesus that bad things would happen to them, and yet they, they spread the gospel anyway. And what's interesting is they weren't spreading... The gospel in an angry way. They weren't trying to kill people. They weren't trying to beat people up. They were spreading a gospel of love, a gospel of peace, and yet they were persecuted for it. It's quite interesting that what got them killed was trying to love people. What got them killed was trying to tell them about the love of Jesus. And I think it's important as we look at these Beatitudes and we attach these to the ways of Jesus. That's the way we're supposed to live. We're supposed to be peacemakers. We're supposed to live in this way of righteousness, again, by God's standards. We're not here to yell at people. We're not here to be angry at people. In fact, we have something more difficult to do. We have to love people. We have to be peace. Makers, We have to offer mercy even when people don't offer mercy back. That is the way of Jesus. Jesus tells us, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. We're not in danger of losing our lives. That's not the world we live in right now. We find very little persecution, if any, for being a follower of Jesus. Yet, we are still called to be peacemakers. We are still called to this life of righteousness, to live by God's standards, and we are still called to show mercy. Because that is the way of Jesus. And if we want to live in a state of happiness, a state of of peace, then we need to live the way that Jesus lived. And what happens? We get to have the reward of, of heaven. We get to be called children of God. I think that's a pretty good reward. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Fathers, as we live our lives, I pray that we would always have you in mind. Help us to model our lives after you. I pray, Lord, that we would be peacemakers, and that no matter what happens in our lives, we would find our comfort, our joy, our hope, and our happiness in you. And we pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.